Greetings and Nahuasquenacaguego. I'm thankful you're well. You're listening to Gaino. If you're tuning in for the first time today, Gaino is a Seneca word for music or song. I'm your host, Brett Maybe, and each week we take a listen to some amazing music from different indigenous artists from across Turtle Island. For the next hour, you are cordially invited to enjoy the music in the chat. Today I'm featuring the music of Ansley Simpson Anishinaabe. We're listening to her score for the documentary Spirit to Soar by Tanya Talaga. It's the heartbreaking story of seven First Nations high school students who had either died or gone missing from 2000 to 2011. As stated on the film's website, this documentary examines the hard truths around the deaths of the seven students, truths the northern city of Thunder Bay and the country of Canada have long ignored, that racism kills, especially when it presents itself as indifference. Kicking off our listening today is Ansley Simpson's Witness, and you are listening to Gyno. In the quiet of the clearing, the white pines witness our bodies so close that our skin. together like neon lights in the bottles on the pavement as it runs from the spring and I'm more inside The track that's kicking off our listening for today's very special edition of Gyno is a brand new number from Ansley Simpson's Spirit to Soar, the music from the documentary of the same name. As we were getting caught up before our interview right now, uh, I, I do believe it's been a good four years at least since we've had the opportunity to catch up. So welcome back to Gyno, Ansley, Nyawe Scano. I'm thankful you're well and that we have this opportunity to talk today. Ani, I'm glad for having me. I can't believe it's been that long. Um, but I think you're right, yeah. I'm half convinced we're in a little bit of a time warp right now, but anyway, that's a conversation for another time, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> I was wondering if you could do us a big favor and uh, tell listeners out there a little bit about yourself. Now, we have some important things to talk about today, but let's start it off on a little bit of a lighter note anyway. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I, my name is Ansley Simpson. Um, my family comes from Alderville First Nation, and I'm in Nishinaabe. I'm a mom to like a fantastic 11-year-old kiddo. And I've been a musician, well, you know, most of my life, but um, started releasing albums with my first one in, what, 2017? So the first album was Breakwell. Um, 
yeah, and I'm excited to be here today. I can't thank you enough, and I'm probably going to do that periodically throughout the show, but I, I sincerely mean it. It's, these are the kind of conversations that I love to have where we feel a little bit more invigorated and excited about this act of storytelling in such a unique way. Uh, now, for the new listener out there, or even a longtime listener of Guy Note, I had Ansley's sister, Leanne Badassimus A. Simpson, on back in the springtime, and we talked about her album, Theory of Vice. So uh, I don't want to talk about her the whole time, but I mean, needless to say, you, you ladies grew up in a very uh, artistic household, yeah? Well, yeah, I think my both my parents, my mom was a piano teacher, my dad played like a lot of different instruments, guitar, you know, accordion, sang. Uh, so music was really definitely a part of our lives right from the beginning. And yeah, we just, I don't know if we could say we always kept it up. We definitely both stepped away from it for a while and found our own path back to it. But yeah, it's been there. It's a part of us for sure. Do you mind me asking who's the older sister? Leanne's the eldest sister and I'm the youngest. And then I've got a middle sister, Shannon, as well. She kind of, she's the glue. Ah, also a <laughs> musician too or? Uh, no, she works really, she works at U of T. Um, she's the director of indigenous uh, initiatives at U of T. So she's like done extensive work for like a couple of decades, keeping the student life kind of glued together mm. in a good way at U of T as best as possible. So, yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, Ansley, what was it that made you decide that uh, you wanted to pursue music on a more serious level? Um, I remember after my daughter was born, uh, really being, that was such a challenging time. I think anybody's gone through the parenting process, it's life-changing, and it had me look at my life in a different way. Uh, at the time, I had a high level of anxiety that was really preventing me from experiencing things, and I started to wonder what I would be doing if I didn't have this anxiety constantly with me at all times. And I was kind of blown away by the answers that I got to those questions when I asked them. And it was like, oh, I kind of want to write songs. Like, would like to have a band, you know, very, very attainable thing. When you think about it, it wasn't, you know, climb a massive mountain or anything like that. Uh, so I just started doing it. And you know, setting my goals really small. I'm going to write a song from beginning to end and not give up, not judge it, not decide it's not very good and toss it out. Um, and that first song was Medicine Hat, which is on Breakwall. And then from there, I just continued to uh, to keep writing and learning in how to record, how to just even put down a demo, learning how songs fit together. Um, kind of came from that whole process and then as I did it and the more that I got myself out and in front of people performing the less that anxiety had a hold on my decision making so it might have still been there but it wasn't stopping me from doing things you know and it got and eventually it gets quieter that's a magical act if you ask me yeah yeah it was an interesting process for sure yeah if one were to listen to break wall for the first time uh, you would never, ever, ever be able to tell that this was a kind of a first attempt at either the recording process or songwriting. And it's so expertly done, and you've been continuing to refine your craft over the years. Uh, we're going to talk about your upcoming release for 2022, but of course the real reason why we're here to talk right now is about your score for the Spirit to Soar documentary. Now, uh, I do want to get into exactly what it's about when we come back, uh, but to tease a little bit, it is a documentary from award-winning investigative journalist Tanya Talaga. Uh, it's inspired by her book, Seven Falling Feathers, and it's a very incredibly sad story about students uh, from various reserves in Canada who end up getting shipped off to school in Thunder Bay. And uh, this story specifically centers around seven of these students who were found at various times in the river. And, um, you know, we're going to be able to tie in the legacy of uh, residential schools and, and why this isn't just a thing of the past when we come back. Uh, but uh, I was wondering if you could set the scene a little bit for this next track that we're going to hear, uh, once again from the documentary, from the score. And this song is called Strong Quay. It's my understanding that there is a, a very poignant uh, way that this song came about. Yeah, yeah. 
um, working with the subject matter and the images and the stories that are in this documentary was incredibly difficult. I spent a lot of days um, in tears by the end of the day, as I'm sure you can imagine, after watching sections over and over again and composing to it. And when I got to that part in the film where it lands, the mothers are speaking. And, um, you know, it, there's, there is, it is such a hard point in the film. I really wanted to give something medicinal and place something medicinal in there that specifically spoke to um, those mothers. Um, and so for me, it was Strong Woman Song. I mean, that song was written originally for the um, women in, uh, in prison in Kingston in the 70s. And it's incredibly powerful. It is a song I sing to give myself strength, just even alone, uh, or with my daughter. And I just wanted to reference it. I just wanted it to give a little bit of strength in that incredibly difficult part so that we could hold as an audience, um, hold our energy and listen to what was being said in a different way. So, um, yeah, that's, that's why I put it there. It took a lot of thought. I wasn't sure if I should put something like that um, into the film. And the more that I thought about it and, you know, prayed about it and put tobacco down and talked to people about it, the more it just became clear that, yes, this, this needed to be there for, for all of those reasons, to give strength. This song provides uh, the background for such an important part in this documentary, and we're going to come mm -hmm. back and talk about it more in just a few. Uh, before our listening today is up, I do have one of Ansley's recommendations, Ombegazi. And there's brand new song, Cherry Coke. Uh, before this one is up, another great track from Ansley's playlist. It's uh, going to be Willie Thrasher's Old Man Carver coming up in just a few. But, but kicking things off right now is Strong Quay from Ansley Simpson's Spirit to Soar, music from the documentary of the same name. You're listening to Gyno. Always light. You're always 
things they beat out of you. Remember, they are everything we could have been. Quizance falls asleep, cradling the body of a duck, while he weaves stories from bobcats and chickens and luck. Maybe Quizance steady slices through white fish. Wokiwizance finally speaks. Before I turn and lay my head down, I'm thinking of her escaping through these spruce, walking across these rocks, walking over this moss. I'm thinking of her escaping past stolen, walking across loss, walking over shame, holding fire in her heart. Like all her descendants so effortlessly do. Under your always light. This is Mimi Obanswin, and you're listening to Guy Note with Brett Maybe. Thrasher's Old Man Carver, a classic track, and a new one for me, I must admit. 
if you're just now tuning in, you're listening to Gino. Uh, the prolific Ansley Simpson is my featured guest today. We're talking about tracks from her latest release, Spirit to Soar. It's the soundtrack for the documentary of the same name. And uh, talking a little bit about Willie Thrasher, again, thank you so much for that recommendation. It's my understanding that there's going to be a reissue coming out here in the near future, too, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Voluntary in Nature uh, is putting out a reissue of Willie Thrasher, and I'm really, I'm really excited for that project um, to reach more ears. Um, Willie was on the Native North America gathering, and of course, he's got his own albums. But to get, I think, that generation of musicians' music out to a wider audience is really important because that's why um, me, as a musician today, that's why I can do what I do and walk into some of these establishments that I've been, you know, had the honor to play and get to take the stage. It's because of the work that they did, that generation. So I'm very grateful to them, and I'm so glad they're being celebrated. He's also been a little bit of a mentor or collaborator as well, yeah? I've been able to share the stage with him a number of times, and again, like that whole generation of musicians, especially like just seeing the spark that they still have and the energy that Willie has. Like it's, if you get to see him live, it's just him and Linda. It's fantastic what he brings to the stage. So, yeah, great. Well, thanks again for the recommendation. I'm going to have to uh, try and get him on the show here in the near future. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Uh, For those just tuning in, Ansley Simpson is my featured artist. And as I was mentioning, we're talking about uh, the documentary or the music from the documentary uh, by investigative journalist Tanya Talaga. And uh, this is inspired by her book, Seven Falling Feathers. Uh, It's a a tragic tale, and it's too relevant. Um, This isn't something of the far distant past. Uh, I was wondering if you could give listeners a little bit of a background as to exactly what's going on. Yeah, well, what this um, documentary does a really good job outlining is sort of the process what it's like for students in northern communities to have to travel out of their home community and into Thunder Bay in order to go to school. Um, and over the last you know, number of years, those students don't fare well. There's been a lot of deaths, and those deaths have kind of gone um, unnoticed by Canada as a whole um, and by the justice system, which handled the cases so poorly at the time. And again, it's not something that was really, um, of course, Indigenous communities knew it, and they knew it all too well. And the fear and concern that parents have sending their kids to school and having to even think about making that decision, do I give my kid a chance to get an education by continuing high school, you know, at that tender age, all the way in Thunder Bay, uh, outside of their community where they don't have their support, and they're sort of left on their own you know the teachers and the school is amazing that they go to but it's everything outside of that that's so challenging so this documentary follows the unfortunate uh death of seven of these students and um the whole it's it's absolutely heartbreaking how those cases were handled or mishandled and how it's still ongoing in a lot of ways um So what I do like about the documentary at the end, because I feel like it's one of those films where it's really impossible to sort of paint a rosy picture and give everyone a happy ending. It has to be honest. It has to be real. And the work that uh, Tanya was able to do, uh, showing sort of the Indigenous initiatives around focusing on helping the youth, transition to give them the supports that they need and these are again the initiatives are the indigenous driven ones that I feel are the most helpful so you see the the kids going hunting um, learning traditional uh, being able to to just practice their traditional you know ways as part of their high school experience and how that actually ends up keeping kids safe in a in a really real way so There's a lot more that needs to happen, but I feel like this documentary is a really great start to show Canadians as a whole, settler Canadians, um, what's actually going on. 
and has been going on. I feel like this documentary is a little bit of a missing link in understanding the situation and the apprehension and uh, the legacy of boarding schools and, and why this isn't just something that people can, quote, just get over. Oh, yeah, because I think it's very apparent, especially in this documentary, that uh, different variations of residential schools still happen, um, be it through the foster care system or, in this case, you know, the act of having to leave school. There isn't really a choice, right? It's not, um, there's not a choice. You can't stay in your home community and do high school. Um, yeah, so so because of that, it does really feel like a, a similar thread. It's really easy to trace it right from residential schools to present day. And again, in full disclosure, we're not uh, we're not talking bad about the administration at Dennis Franklin Cromarty uh, High School or anything like that. No. That's, that's not what this is about. We're talking about a much bigger issue at hand. Absolutely. The actual high school, I got the honor of going there and, and visiting with the kids when um, when we were on tour for New Constellations. And the staff is incredible. We uh, like so caring, and you'll see that in the documentary as well. It's really, and they're doing everything they can. It's really the um, like the housing situation, the uh, you know what happens outside of school sure. more than anything, right? Um, yeah, because I, I just loved going there. I remember within. I don't know, a minute of being there, I could smell fry bread and someone's like, oh yeah, you got to go down to the elder, go down to the elder room. And we walk in and there's like an elder cooking fry bread. <laughs> there's like places to sit down. We got fed. Uh, students looked so, they looked so happy mm. walking around the halls. And I just remember saying to my bandmate, Nick Ferio, like, oh my gosh, can you imagine if this was high school? Because I think any Indigenous kid, it's all Indigenous students. So any Indigenous kid that had to go to a settler high school, you just feel like a, a target. There's no other way to put it. So, yeah, it was it was fantastic to be in those halls and to work with the students. Well, and that's getting to the root of the problem is that at this particular school, it is a safe haven for them. But as soon as they leave and have to go back out in the Thunder Bay, they do become these targets. And, oh, and we're getting to a, a very... Uh, systemic way in which actual racism continues to perpetuate throughout the time. But through your participation, um, you were able to get some of the students of Dennis Franklin Cromarty uh, to sing on this next track we're going to hear, Morning Keeps Coming Back. Please do us the honor of, of telling us a little bit about this track. Sure. So again, back uh, in the New Constellation tour days, um, we when we were visiting the students, we sort of branched off into these different workshops uh, where we worked with the students. And July Talk was a big part of that tour, of course. And they were there with, like, Nick Ferrio, um, myself, Chris Dirksen, Leanne. Um, we worked on sort of coming up with this song, and the students, the students dove into it, and they wrote the lyrics, they wrote the music for this. It was a solid song by the end of, like, the two-hour workshop. And so afterwards, we decided, July Talk in particular decided, you know, this is so good. We need to push this forward. This is, let's see if the students would, would want to release this as a song. Um, and they were completely on board. So we were able to hop into the studio. Kevin Drew produced that song from Broken Social Scene. Um, and we were able to work and create sort of the backing tracks for this song as musicians and then uh the students got to record their vocals. Uh, and so when I first saw the documentary, I had to laugh because I wasn't expecting that part when we're all on stage, Nick Ferrio, Delitalk, myself, all the students singing Morning Keeps Coming Back. It was such a high point in this film. It is my absolute favorite part. Um, so I had to include it on the soundtrack. This song needs way more shine than what um, what it's had so far. It just it's so positive. So I love that people are getting to listen to this again. Um, 
and that it's out in the world in such a big way now. Too. This track, Morning Keeps Coming Back, provides that message of hope that is desperately needed for students uh, facing such uh, uncertain circumstances in Thunder Bay. And so it's a perfect addition to our conversation today as uh, we continue to move on with our listening on today's gyno. Before the show is up, Umbagazi's Cherry Coke, another one of Ansley's great recommendations coming at you. Uh, but kicking things off right now is Morning Keeps Coming Back. And you are listening to Gyno.
this is Kisakola, and you're listening to Native Voice One.
Gazi's Cherry Coke today on Gyno. If you're just now tuning in, you've missed a great conversation. I strongly suggest you go check out the archives at gynomusic.fm. Welcome back, Ansley. We have a little bit more time to catch up right now. And since you've given me such great uh, music to check out today, I think I'm just going to come to you anytime I need uh, some new recommendations. Is that okay? Sure thing. All right. (laughs) Uh, We've had a very poignant discussion about some very relevant issues that Indigenous youth continue to face, particularly in Canada. And the music that we're listening to today is from the Spirit to Source soundtrack. Angela, let me ask you this. Where can people find more information about the documentary? Um, it, uh, Tanya has her, if you just Google Spirit to Soar documentary, soundtrack, everything comes up um, on her website, uh, their website, and links to the fund, the Spirit to Soar fund, which um, we've been gathering money for. All the sales from the soundtrack as well go towards uh, the funds that directly funds these programs for Thunder Bay youth uh, so that they can continue to have safe havens outside of school in these different programs and indigenous run programming. So it's fantastic. If you, if you get a chance and have extra funds, I highly recommend, um, you know, putting some funds towards that because it really, it really benefits the kids directly. Everything is going for a great cause, and I can't uh, speak well enough about uh, the way in which you were able to musically tell the story of what's going on mm-hmm. up in Thunder Bay. Uh, Ansley, before we do get off the line today, uh, what are the kind of future projects you have going on right now? Yeah, I've got my album is coming out this year, uh, She Fell from the Sky, which is this 11 track story about Sky Woman sort of um, making making her way through the past, through colonization, through genocide, through the destruction that we're kind of all feeling now, and then coming through it on the other side, building sort of a an indigenous uh, world on the other side. So it's I'm digging into that fully right now uh, and hoping to begin the rollout in the next month or two. So I'm very excited to have that out in the world. It feels like it's the right time. And I can't wait for people to listen. Yeah. Uh, This is a story you had intended to put out already, but the pandemic kind of slowed everything down. Is that that right? It sure did. My ticket sales for the show that I was going to do were supposed to go on sale the day after the lockdown was announced. So um, I made the decision at that time to just hold it it back uh, until there was space. And then Leanne's album came out, uh, Theory of Ice, which I helped write. And it, it did so well. I'm so glad that album was well-received. And we wanted to just give it 
space to live and breathe, right? So, uh, and no matter what, releasing any album takes a lot of energy, right? Oh, yeah. And that's not something a lot of us have extra of right now. So I feel like I finally have that. Um, the time feels really right. And that's been the case with this album, which is really interesting. Like as much as I'd like to make conscious decisions to sort of, you know, even when I was doing things like, um, you know, working with the mixes with my producer or when they mastered it, uh, people came with ideas of how to work with this album and the album just kind of went, no, no, we're not going to do it that way. We're going to do it this way. It's, it's a living, breathing thing at this point, entity, cool. you know, so to speak, to not get you out there. But so it's feeling more like it's time. And yeah, here we go. Oh, I yeah. can't wait. I can't wait, Ansley. Where can people <laughs> find more of you at? Um, just find me on Bandcamp. That's my favorite place to be posting things. Follow me there uh, as well as An uh, on Instagram. So Ansley Simpson will bring up absolutely everything on me. And that's. Yeah, that's where you can find me. It's been an absolute pleasure getting caught up with you again. I hope uh, not as much time lapses before we get to chat. Oh, sounds good to me. I'm happy to come back and chat with you anytime. Always a pleasure. And thank you so much, Ansley, and we'll we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Miigwech again. Bye, my peace. One, two, three, four. Sleeping as it is The night comes out to swallow me whole There's no more whiskey keeping peace There's no more trouble than my soul I'm barely breathing as it is Through smoke from fires you left to blaze I watched you slowly fade to black I drank to drown this burning Send a runner, find a 
The dawn comes out and warms my bones There's no more whiskey stealing peace There's no more trouble than my soul Ani, it's Anthony Simpson and you're listening to Gyno with Brett Mabee. Every day They just vanish from sight Don't go walking alone Speak to who you don't know They've been finding your sisters In the Red River In the Red River For this and past episodes of Gyno, log on to gynomusic.fm or nv1.org. Also, to discover more music from incredible indigenous artists, be sure to check out the Native Artist Directory at nativeartistdirectory.com. And I know you're listening From the driver's seat of that old Ford And I know you miss me Your pride must be sore Store. She's living a lie her heart can't afford. And I know that I'm right, but I hope that I'm wrong. 
Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.